0: Hello, everyone. Welcome once again to Marketing Meanders with Sally and Sam. And today we are, well, lucky to be joined once again by uh, Mr. Dave Hayward, who is a digital marketing specialist and strategist at uh, Boville and and also a founder of OX7 Partners, and uh, and Dave, as you know, well, you would have hopefully seen Dave's uh, previous podcast with us, but uh, he's now become a, a sort of a regular meanderer, uh, as it were, um, with us. I, we're thinking of a better name for that, but uh, we will come up with something soon. It's uh, uh, not the
1: worst thing I've been called, so it's, it's absolutely fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we thought we just got something just slightly insulting, but, you know, but make sure that it is, no, 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 of course not, complimentary and, and very pleasant. But uh, no, we wanted to, to have Dave back again. And uh, we have some other ideas uh, planned with him as well, because we, we, we have uh, some fantastic conversations offline. So we thought, well, let's bring them online and, uh, and share them with all of you lovely people. And uh, so today, uh, we, with Dave, we, we wanted to go into uh, the sales team and the marketing team and the relationship. Now, I know Sally and I have touched on this a, a number of times in different conversations to a certain degree and talking about, you know, buy-in from other teams and politics and things like that. But we thought in particular looking at processes and people and, and and what's what's the what's the issue with the with the the, the relationship that, that can sometimes break down or, or be rather dysfunctional should we say between marketing teams and sales teams in particular and I suppose more in the medium to larger organizations really where you would have two distinct teams but we'll, we'll come to that in a bit um, but really I, I thought I'd just uh, kick us off really today with, with Sally and and Dave just to say well, well what's the problem what's the issue why? Do we find that lots of people out there, from the marketing side, this is, uh, <laughs> and from the sales side, but from our perspective, why do marketers have an issue with um, uh, with the sales team sometimes? What what are the problems that arise, and why do we think this is a, an issue? And and what are some of the solutions we can go into? So first of all, Dave, what, what from your experience, what's what's the issue with sometimes with sales teams and marketing teams? Why why do we have these problems arising?
1: So. I think a lot of this really stems from a real sort of lack of understanding of the shared purpose. You know, what are we both here here to do really? And yeah, I see this all the time where, you know, a lot of marketing teams will have various, you know, campaigns, initiatives, you know, all these wonderful things in their in you know, plan, but don't necessarily actually then flow through to, well to actual sales and commercial out- outcomes. So, you know, on one hand, you've got marketers looking at sales going, oh, of course, you know, why don't you get the fact that we're here you know, to build the, um, build, build the brand and do all this other wonderful stuff. And the sales team are looking at it going, well, how the hell does that help me? Um, help me you know, generate leads, close them, and actually you know, deliver the revenue target—that um, very visible revenue target. But I've got pains on me that I've absolutely got to well, got got to deliver. So, yeah, whilst broadly going in the same direction, but taking very very different pathways to to that, and it ends up being quite a combative relationship, which ends up being a well. The other party just doesn't get me. And it's almost, it's like watching a marriage crumble. Yeah. It's in
2: in slow motion. The biggest problem, you've just described it perfectly, is communication. They just don't communicate with each other enough. They tend to be in two different office blocks often, or you never see most of the sales reps because they're in the field. So you never get to talk to them. So you just don't talk to them. and uh, Often, in big companies, this happens really quite often it's shameful that they don't set their targets together so the sales team will say we're going to sell 500 of this within the first six months they don't tell marketing that's what they're doing and marketing have set up a whole load of campaigns to sell seven and that's their campaign target figure and so if you don't if you're not as you said um dave if you're not both going in the same direction towards the same place then how can you possibly hope these two teams are going to work together
1: Interesting, yeah. You've, you've said there that but, you know sales haven't told marketing, but actually, have marketing asked? You know, it's, it's that's true, it's a real two way thing here, yeah. I'm quite often, well, you know, so and so hasn't told me that. So like, well, what bloody questions have you been asking these
2: people? That's very, very good. It's, good out. it's not, yeah. Marketing need to involve them and say, look, do you want to come, no, come and talk to me about this? exactly you've got to make that conversation um happen big time and actually at the very very beginning there's no point getting halfway through a campaign and thinking go oh, i wonder if sales if it's going to work blue talk to them at the beginning to see whether you know there's any re- issues about everything you're planning
0: yeah yeah and because i, mean, cause it, I mean, actually as you both sort of mentioned these areas it do makes me think as well that you know, in terms of alignment with targets, I mean, alignment is the word we keep coming back to. I know and is the theme of this whole sort of debate, isn't it really about aligned targets, aligned understanding of what you're trying to achieve. But, um, and communica- when communication is a thing, again, it's like is, is your analogy of, of a marriage, Dave. It's like, you know, whenever uh, uh, my wife and I, you know, sometimes like if you meet a, a, a pair who you know friends you know and very sadly things seem to be not going very well etc and you've spoken to the uh, each individual um uh differently then you find out there's just stuff they haven't told each other that's the usually one of the main issues it always seems to come down to the communication the communication has either fallen down or was never really there in the first place and it's just that sharing of communication therefore the sharing of in that sense life goals and what you want to do you know, where you want to put the potting shed or, you know, where you want to send the kids to school, whatever it might be, you know, the, these things have not happened, but, but why, why? Because I mean, you know, if you've got a business like our handbag business, say if it's, it's become a certain um size and we're saying, well, now we're selling, you know, across the whole nation. We have a, we have a sales team working on this and we have a marketing team. Surely originally, I mean, the purpose in a very, very, very basic sense, I'm being, um, uh, but deliberately sort of obtuse here to, try to set it up, uh, just to do, 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 highlight that that people <laughs> then guessed. But why? Surely the, the objective is to sell as many handbags as possible in the most efficient and effective way, and whatever marketing does should support sales, and that whatever sales does, does should help marketing help them do that. If that makes sense, so that's what they should be doing. But then clearly, at some stage, at some <laughs> some point of the evolution of the company. A person or a process or something got in the way of that happening and them actually aligning because then the relationship becomes more one of sales expecting the marketing team to sort of be a service, to provide a service to them. And perhaps then that's when the relationship breaks down because, but I'm just in very pure terms, they both know they need to sell a certain amount of a product and they need to do it as efficiently and as effectively as they can whilst everyone's staying sane. So what is it that actually sort of starts to get in the way? Because there must be some things that sort of ingredients that create that problem. Sorry, a little bit
2: random. To a certain extent, there is a painful blame culture that happens so that, you know, even if you do both share a target and you're both going to say, sell 100 handbags this month, if you don't, the temptation for people to go, oh, that's because marketing did that crap, that really awful campaign. We, we, ne- we never thought it was going to work. And then equally, marketing can come back and go, well, we gave you all the stuff. You just clearly didn't go out and do it, did it? So there is that kind of human problem about the blame game that kicks in. But we also have this, um, if you don't have processes that you both agree in, this is how you do lead management. So when marketing gives you a lead, it goes into your systems here. It travels through the systems like this, and it pops out here for the sales team to work with if that process isn't absolutely understood by both parts, you can just lose leads in the middle because you're not quite, they've not been scored properly. Nobody really knows what they're for. They've been put there at the wrong time. And that things just get lost in this melee of systems because you don't, you haven't sat down the two teams and said, this is how it works.
1: Mm. I I also think there's sort of two... Things that really um, you know, sort of drive that 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 outcome that you've described, Sam, and something of you know, that that whole sort of why I think there's a bit of a quest for power that gets in the way here because yeah marketing want to be seen as the strategic engine of the business. And, uh, you know, we're, look, we're not just, we're not, we're not, we're not just advertising or sales support or, uh, you know, the coloring in department or whatever truck you want to wear, you want to wear that any time of day. So while uh, someone's going, well, you know, we're not, we're not servants to sales. And then sales are going, well, actually, you know, we, um, we're, we're, the, we're the breadwinners of the organization here and um, therefore you know we see marketing as a um, as as a, as a service and what that then sort of comes into is um the sort of second thing i see is where the relationship then becomes very very transactional over time and then you know things like SLAs start to creep in going well you know if you said you, your SLA says, you yeah, know, we'll have this within 24 hours. It's been 26. What the hell are you playing at? And, <laughs> you know, all of a sudden, those sort of barriers come up, and, you yeah, know, it becomes a well, if I give you this, then I get that back. And, you know. Yeah all of a sudden we're not approaching things from a sort of broader grown-up perspective going, well, what's right for the business? It's a what's right for, for me and my team as I sort of go in, beating my chest, donning my armour to uh, you know, to go and do battle
2: to get to get what I need, not what the business needs. Or actually, most importantly, what the customer needs. What we, none of us actually mentioned the customer and that's exactly what we should be talking about, what both teams have should have, at the front of their um, nose all the time is what does the customer want, not what does marketing want or what does sales want. What does the customer need to get this across? And that, when you're absolutely right. That's exactly what happens. We all get very, oh, marketing is terrific or sales is terrific. And the customer just gets thrown aside. That's an irrelevance. And that's that's very, very damaging.
0: Yeah, because that's almost like the customer becomes a sort of the, the mediator in it all, doesn't it? Because I, I, as you were saying that, I, I was thinking, well, as, and my question really around, well, why do they not share the same objective? They do share the same overall objective, but then they just think there's different ways to achieve it. And then you say that divergence, as you described, Dave, sort of starts to happen, doesn't it? Where one side says, well, no, the best way to do this is to have a really massive field sales force who have all this hard copy material. and That's how we do it. And marketing say, no, 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 no. It needs to be a much higher brand engagement sort of strategy where we've got really rich content and we do it this way. And so then the two heads of the team say, well, I need resources to achieve this. And I have resources to achieve that. And as you said, Sally, as well, I suppose about that when it's under stress. So those expectations become heightened and the, the sort of SLAs build up as well, as you mentioned, Dave, around, well, you know, we, we, you've got two things that haven't you got. One is like, we think this is the best way to achieve our goals and for you to achieve the goals that we have for sales from the marketing standpoint. And sales say, no, 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 no this is the way we need to achieve it. And so therefore I require these resources to achieve it in my way. And marketing say, no, I require, require resources to achieve it in my way. And then you see the, the, the arguments build can build up, don't they? Can't they? And, and and you start to go off in those two different ways, almost in two different airships. And then at some stage, hopefully, someone comes glides along on on a, a microlight or something and says, "Um, guys, look down there. There's some customers." And you go, "Oh yeah, shit. Yeah, we forgot about the customers, didn't we?" That's about probably the only way you can kind mm-hmm. of, not the only way. There are other ways, I'm sure we'll discuss. But one of the ways you can help refocus a bit, can't you? So back back down to earth, literally. Um, to what's important here is actually more about the customers isn't it and and perhaps we've been too obsessed with our our different methodologies about how this should be done but that strikes me that's a bit about some individuals and leadership i'm never going to get to leadership but i think that's about leadership as well isn't it certain individuals having their own way that they think ha- how to achieve the goal uh, so that might make it worse yeah what, so what,
1: gets, what gets lost as well in all that sort of super shit? Is yeah, a, a lot of a lot of teams that I've worked with and marketing this year, One of the um, one one of the, one of the things that budget is often really really difficult to um, to, to sort of get is for um, is for you know market research and um, sort of customer insight. Because you know it can it, it can be relatively expensive sometimes. And you know, whilst we're all sort of you know arguing with our, with our colleagues, actually you know there's a sales yeah, salespeople often get a bit of a bad rep in these sort of um, scenarios. You know, you know they get they get painted as you know the um, the, the the aggressors of the um, of the story, which is a bit is a bit unfair. But actually, yeah, I've never met. A um, a group of sort of people in, in various organisations and, and teams that are more passionate about you know doing the right thing for customers actually have that sort of first-hand experience of when I take your message or um, when I take the product or service and put it in front of a customer, yeah, you know, here's here, here's here's what you know pricks their ears or gets them turning back that, that nose, and, and we lose that. But that, that line of sight of some really, really critical insight there
2: that can um, that can help us all just be, become a little bit better. You yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, the biggest thing marketing needs to do is listen to sales all the time. And but I mean, when I was um when I was a marketing director, I used to make my um executives, my marketing executives, go out with a rep really quite regularly because they need to understand what the rep is hearing from the audience. So they actually believe what the reps say. So when they come back and say they can't buy this because it's too expensive or the wrong colour or whatever it is, a handbag just hasn't got long enough arm wrists, um, they need to listen to, the, to their reps because the reps, as you say, are absolutely at the front end of where our relationship with their customers are they're talking to them all the time they're hearing from them all the time and marketing need to listen to that a lot and be part of that relationship they have Mm, so I used to make them go out they used to hate it but it was important
0: (laughs) well that's exactly it isn't it I mean because that's the thing I always wanted to know was from the sales team the people who are customer facing was what what, what's going down what what are you hearing what are the what are the tidbits and the insights and also then the, the hard data, because quite often I found it quite hard for people to actually even share data back with you. And you think, well, that comes down to the reporting thing, doesn't it? About uh, um, uh, and something I think you, you, you mentioned before, Dave, about you know sort of the, the pipeline and you know what does it actually look like? And and something we went into about internal politics, where perhaps you have an internal marketing plan, so you see that your sales team is part, they're your collaborators, as it were, but they're also your sort of internal audience. You need to know what their point pain points are. What does the road look like for them? not just in terms of what are you receiving back from did that marketing campaign work you know what what did they think about this how did they find us you know you it's vital to have that two-way relationship of communication um but also that in that you're trying as marketing i guess where marketing really needs to step up in this way is, is to try and understand well what, what what are the problems that the sales team are facing you know i mean what are they saying to us um again it comes down to good communication doesn't it but it just helps you to think, OK, well, perhaps then us relaunching the website in, I don't know, or was planning to do it in the next six months because we've got some time and budget to do it. I mean, OK, you wouldn't necessarily do that, but silly example. But I don't know, installing that new email software, whatever it is, the sales team are coming back to you saying, well, do you know what? Our real problem right now is just conversion and we really need help converting people. And you then you say, no, we're going to redevelop the, I don't know, the look and feel of the brand for magazines or whatever, you know, something that, 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 that does not help them that is going to create problems isn't it unless you're aligned with understanding where their needs are not kowtowing to them all the time and saying oh everything you need will do but at least if you know sensitively what is looking like from the customers but also what is it looking like from their pressures as a team as well perhaps is, is important isn't it
2: but marcus you also have to be aware that um just sometimes they do have to put their foot down and say, look, I know you say you need a special brochure for this bit, particular tiny thing. We are not going to do that because we haven't got the money for it. We haven't got the time for it. Can we talk about a different way to do it? Because clearly you think it's important that these products are bundled together in some way for sales to your marketplace. That's terrific. We haven't got the budget or the time to do that. How else could we do it together? So it's important to keep this conversation going forward with the audience in front of you all the time. So don't just go, oh, we can't do that. Sorry, no, you'll have to deal with it other ways because the sales team will do it for themselves if you don't. I mean, I have worked in companies where the sales director was actually so angry that marketing wasn't producing a popular science brochure that he commissioned one himself. That got very nasty Um, and it, it was just, you know if you really have it once you've got it going wrong it can go very very wrong and you then and it's very difficult to get it back to where it should be they also that also resulted in the two the two teams using different crm systems because they didn't agree and that can happen a lot i mean i've worked in three companies where sales and marketing used different crm systems and they used to send each other data by email because it wasn't all in the same place and so there are genuine um financial and for your industry for your business that's foolish and a half to use different systems because you can't get in the same room and agree something you know who ends up picking up the
1: pieces in that scenario customer services yep you've got people brandishing different materials you know they're looking up a customer who's like phoning or emailing in or chatting in and going well actually you know I've only got half of the information no i can't see but you've spoken to john the other um, the, the, the other day and um yeah it, it, ne- it never end, it never ends well because you know the organization just looks a bit stupid and um and team members are just frustrated where they have to sort of peck around sort of five six different places just to find out who said what to who and what
2: price was quoted yeah i mean customers you're absolutely right customers are the victims of so much of this because we they, you tend not to involve them in the conversations either so the sales and marketing up here having this huge, massive argument. And as you say, there's poor customer service at the bottom who have got to be on the phone to their customers all the time, as you say, desperately pecking around for information. And they just give up. They just think, oh, we're not going to – those two ridiculous people squabbling up there. We'll just try and make it work down here on the front line. And I mean, how many times have
1: you been passed from person to person and had to reiterate Yeah, situation, but you know it's held – Somewhere because you know I built yep. that in on the website. Why have I gone from one team to another and then yeah I have to go around the roundabout again? Yeah,
2: that's exactly right. And you lose customers That's the way people lose customers. You just you you get the reputation of being tricky to deal with. I'll go somewhere else. Yeah, Same. it's
0: an absolute nightmare, isn't it? I mean, I mean, it's sort of and I suppose you could say these are, I guess, are sort of the processes and the systems as one. Of the manifestations, isn't it, of a dysfunctional relationship where I just really, it's just really sad. It's when, I mean again, I'm going back to like the the marriage breakdown here, or or, or Brexit. I don't know. I'm not going to go into Brexit. Sorry, uh, but the marriage <laughs> breakdown <laughs> example. That's too much. That's let's just forget about that. Um, but the the sort of you know, you just look at it, and you think if you're, I, I find it fascinating as, as an external observer coming in and um there, there was i can't remember the name of the lady but i um i think i i was saw this information in the other day this, this professional consultant who goes in and tries to fix uh, problems between marketing and sales and one of the first manifestations she sees is the crm system she said and, and also the breakdown in two-way communication the whole thing of sales saying you're not giving me enough leads and marketing saying well i don't know which is the leads are right or not and that's one of the first things and it's sort of i mean i i find it a very a fascinating thing to do actually in that job if you go into an organization and you just sort of interview the heads of teams and then interview some of the people in the teams and just look at how the systems flow. And you just go, ah, like a plumbing system. Yeah, you've got a massive, massive um, blockage here, which is basically, you've got two CRM CRM systems. And also, these people don't talk to these people. So they don't understand that actually, this is a much better efficient short circuit. And you say that those, those pain points will manifest in people's frustration, but also, in the customer's view of, of, of the relationship they have with, with the organization as well. And, and just inefficiency. I mean, it makes me think, Oh my goodness, just how much inefficiency, you know, duplication of effort and, and lost opportunities um, are, are created when you see this breakdown and these barriers going up. And as you, and one of the ways is this sort of, uh, you know, yeah, different processes, different ways of doing things. And one team, I've seen it before, one team has refused to sort of put in a piece of information about a customer in a CRM system because the other team need it. And they're like, no, we're not doing that. It's like, why are you not doing it? It's a, it's a good idea, but they, they lose track of it. And it all becomes about the fight. It's the footballification of of yeah. uh, of working together where you just support one team and, and you're totally against the other team. And it doesn't matter what what you're working on. You just have this this issue, don't you? Which
1: that does happen definitely from time to time
2: yeah undoubtedly yeah and it can but be
1: even to sort of really minor things as, as as well so it could be uh, yeah how do well um, how does somebody prefer to get their um to get their actions you know to follow up with a uh with, with, with a prospect you know your uh, yeah. your sort of systems purists will go no no it must all be tasks that get spit out of the system automatically yada 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 and you yeah, People in the sales team would go, oh, you know what, it'd just be a lot easier if it, it, could, it could just ping me a text message or something where like, they, here's, here's somebody new to, um, to to follow up with. You know, there's no, yeah. sometimes there's very little accommodation for people's sort of personal preferences and proclivities. And yeah, yeah it seems funny. to be, yeah. like, but this is the way to do this because that's what the vendor told me is the best way to do this. So <laughs> system And you know, well actually, yeah, sometimes people have to count for human behavior a little bit here and try to make things yeah.
2: easier. I mean, sometimes people do have to give in to systems and you do have to all do it in the same way and function in the same direction. But I think you're right. You have to give people a little bit of flexibility.
0: Yeah, yeah, we've we've got we we've got you frozen on your screen. So I just realised we've uh, uh-huh. we've got we we've we got you frozen. In, I don't know for me anyway, but it's the same for right, But uh, can you hear me? Oh, we can hear you fine. Well, I'll just, keep
2: waffling. Like, well, you'll just have to all look at me as if I was a statue.
0: You look. You're making a sort of uh, It's like a. It's, like, it's almost like a sort of um, sensei kind of. You know, just sort of a very, a very. <laughs> it's a very good it's set
1: It's it's far better than when I've frozen before.
0: So well, yes, <laughs> I do freeze like that or something even when i think i'm talking totally normally my, my eyes are wild and all the rest of it but it doesn't matter we will crack on with that it does does not matter um for those listening to the podcast it won't make any difference anyway um so we'll uh, we'll crack on oh unless we've lost sally all now have we no you
2: haven't you have got me you've just i've just turned into a cat
0: ah excellent excellent well, on that cliffhanger, I think we'll leave it there for today. Uh, we're back with
3: part two of this discussion, uh, early next week on Tuesday, it should be, um, and we'll be carrying on talking about remedies for the sales and marketing team's um, sometimes turbulent relationship. Uh, hope that some of this has been, well, identifiable, should we say, things that you might have encountered in the past, or perhaps not. Perhaps you've only seen um, you know, very, very positive relationships the whole way through, and and things work very well in your organisation we'd love to know and hear from you if, if that's the case and what what is it do you think that about your relationships um, in your sales and marketing teams that, that make them work so harmoniously um, and, and if they haven't worked as well in the past then Please do share as well. It's good to share. So, we'd love to hear your uh, your thoughts on that. You can contact us, of course, as ever on Twitter at meanderspod or email us at meanderspod at gmail.com or even send a message uh, to us via Messenger on Facebook if you'd like to. So, uh, yeah, get involved in the debate, let us know. And uh, we'll be back again, as I say, with uh, part two very shortly. We hope you're all very well. Thank you very much for listening and take care. Goodbye for now.